I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Get a free copy of Chantel Ray's Five Alive contract, the form that she has her agents sign to get a guaranteed $75,000 salary if they don't make it in commissions. A very controversial plan that's happening in her market today. You can get a free copy. Just text CONTRACT to 444-999 or go to hybendigital.com backslash contract. That's hybendigital.com backslash contract or just text contract to 444-999. Okay, rock stars. Wow, I have a great guest. We are going to get into some very technical things regarding how to sell a home to someone in the millennial generation and beyond, what people are looking for today in the houses that they want to buy. And we're going to make you look like experts in a way that other agents aren't going to be able to compete with you because you're going to have all this knowledge as to what millennials are buying, what the largest population of our generation, right, is buying today. So without further ado, I want to introduce... Laura Fine from Laurel and Wolf, and we're going to get, I'll I'll let her introduce herself more or less, but Laura, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here today to chat with you guys. So why don't you give our audience a little bit of a breakdown on who you are and what you do so they can get to know you better. Sure. So my name is Laura Fine, and I'm the CEO and founder of a company called Laurel and Wolf, And we are an online interior design service. So I had been an interior designer for a number of years working at the high end of the market. And what I realized is that most people out there need professional design help, but they had no access to it. You know, professional interior designers have always been for the very wealthy. And I think what I realized is that there was all this great inspiration for everyday people and all this great content. You know, HGTV has really changed the way we think about our homes. And they're beautiful things to buy that we can actually afford in every style and every item type. You know, you have great looking stuff that totally suits your budget. 
But the problem is, is that most people really struggle with how to put their homes together. And even if you have your Pinterest boards and your house idea books and you have a great sense of what your style is and what your taste is, trying to figure out the right size of a piece or how things should work together or what you should spend your money on is really a major challenge for people, uh, you know, in today's market. And we believe at Laurel and Wolf that when you change your space, you change your experience. And so our mission has to be, you know, the driving force behind giving people a better daily life experience through access to affordable professional interior design services. And, you know, just at a high level, how it works is clients are able to come to our website, they upload photos, they tell us about their space. Most importantly, they set their budget and they can even incorporate items that they already own. So let's say you've got a great piece of art or maybe an antique, your designer will see what those pieces look like and make sure that they work in the new design of the space. And the best part is that it's all for $149 per room. And we then match you to a professional interior designer who's in our database and you work with them all online where you're able to say, oh, you know, I love the sofa. I hate the throw pillows. I want to see this in a different color. So you go through an iterative design process. And at the end of it, you walk away with a fully dimensioned floor plan, instructions for install, most importantly, a beautiful rendering showing you what your space is going to look like with all of the new items and a shopping list. And the best part about it is, is that you can buy everything in one click off of laurelandwolf.com and you're guaranteed to get the best prices. And then you can track all of your shipping, delivery, everything all in one place. And we can even connect you to local professionals to help you with any of the installation work that you need. So let's say you need a handyman or someone to come and help you paint or install your wallpaper. We have local professionals in your market who can help you achieve those tasks as well. Yeah, I mean, it's basically everything an an interior designer would do if they came to your house and met with you. But it's $149 online. For the entire room. (laughs) Right, for the entire room. (laughs) Not an hour. (laughs) That's brilliant. This is majorly disruptive. And anybody putting their house on the market could easily do this. I mean, a a lot of people, you know, now, you know, within the real estate industry, you know, they say, oh, well, we have a stager come out, Mm -hmm. you know. And, of course, Mm -hmm. a stager will charge about the same, maybe even more. And tell you how to move knickknacks and that sort of thing. But they're not going to give you a complete rehab design like this will do. So this is a a little bit different than a stager. It's more – it's a lot different than a stager. It's more like if you really want to change things or you really want to be serious about getting a significant amount more money for the house. Yeah. I mean, some of, uh, we actually work with a lot of real estate agents and agents will definitely recommend our services to their clients before they put their homes on the market. But more of what they're doing is they're actually gifting our services to their clients once they've purchased the house, because instead of spending, you know, $149 on a fancy set of knives or a bottle of champagne or something Mm, like that, interior design services is something that agents have never been able to gift their clients before. And on the buying side, a lot of clients, you know, they see a beautifully done home or it's staged, they move in, they move in with their stuff and they have no idea how to then go about designing their new home. And what a cool thing from an agent's perspective to be able to gift your client interior design services, knowing that they'll end up with a beautiful space and every day they're going to be in that space and be like, wow, you know, our agent bought us our interior designer. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's a really cool thing that we're starting to see uh, and how agents are actually purchasing our services to give as gifts 
you know, and then definitely something that we get requests for and how uh, agents and clients can use our platform when they're selling a home is, you know, what would be the best layout for a space? So helping create a floor plan, even having the rendering, but maybe not even purchasing all of the things. You could say, hey, we worked with a professional designer. We came up with this concept. This is what this space could look like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think there's some interesting use cases, both in terms of, how an agent or a client can use us before um, when they're selling a home mm. and then how they would use us after they've purchased a new space. Yeah, I love it. And 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 here's the thing. You could use this in, in a couple of different ways in our arena as real estate agents. You can use it, like she said, as a, as a gift you, afterwards. You could use it as part of the staging process before. And you could also use it if you're flipping a home or, or you know, and, and you, Absolutely. Or, you know, and you want to make it you know, majorly different. Now, before Laura came on, I said, here's the thing, you know, part of my process of getting past the gate here at Real Estate Rockstars is you can't come on here. Uh, if you have an idea that is a brilliant idea is going to help the agents, I'll let you come on as a guest, but you can't come on here and do a half hour, 40 minute sales pitch. <laughs> I said, you know, you have to give some meat and potatoes. So she said, absolutely. She's an expert in the field. And um, she's really studied the millennial generation and what they are looking for in buying a home today. So let's jump right into that, Laura. What can you tell us about this? So I think that there's a lot of, you know, good uh, content and general content about how someone should think about putting their home on the market um, because of what buyers are going to be looking for. So the obvious tips are all around um, redoing kitchen and bathrooms. You know, a lot of people say, if you want to attract uh, a seller, you want to get a higher price for your home, you need to update the kitchen and kitchens and bathrooms. And they're kind of pain in the butt projects. They're very expensive. And the ROI can be there depending on the market and timing, et cetera. And sometimes the ROI is not there. So what we wanted to kind of think about is from an interior design perspective, what advice could we give to agents to give to their sellers that may be something other than the typical, well, you know, we should update the kitchen and the bathroom. The cliche, um, right? You want, the, <laughs> the more things, I want these people, I want people driving down a road to, to stop, pull over and be like, I need to write this down because everything I've said before <laughs> here is a cliche that th the three other agents told them before me. Exactly. Well, I think a great a great first tip, um, which is an example of something that recently happened. Uh, I was myself out actually shopping for a new home, and I saw this property, great bones, beautiful architecture, and it'd been sitting on the market for forever. And you know, it wasn't staged, but the furniture wasn't horrible. It clearly needed some updating. But you know, I said to the uh, seller's agent, I said, you know, why do you think this has been sitting for so long? And they said, well, most clients are not like you. They're not interior designers and they have no imagination. And people think that this project is actually a lot more work than it is, even though the kitchen and the bathroom does need to be updated. I think that, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. And one of the things that I realized having toured this space is that every single room was painted a different color. Literally, you had a bright red living room, a bright orange bedroom, a bright green dining room, like every room in the house was painted a different color. And once again, we all know that buyers have no imagination. And I think a millennial buyer actually is a little bit more creative. I think they've grown up in a time where they all think of themselves as being creative people. 
Um, so I think a bathroom or kitchen, we've seen enough of the, the shows to know like, oh, these can be updated and transformed. But I think what makes it harder is some of the more subtle details. And so something as simple as just repainting the rooms in a house to be all within one color family or all one color, make it a crisp white, something like that can really change the energy of a space and it can change the palette. It feels less cluttered, less busy, and it can feel like less of a project if the kind of rooms all kind of tie together and flow together. So that's one tip that I would say is you may not need to go and renovate a bathroom or a kitchen, but changing the paint in a space or repainting your home can have obviously dramatic impact, especially if you're choosing a nice clean palette. And what's your definition of a nice clean palette? grays are all the rage. So if you want to take a safe bet, paint everything a really nice shade of light gray or whites. And I think you'll, you'll have a lot of success there. Okay, good. (laughs) Beige is out. It's all about the gray. (laughs) It's all about the, okay. So that's the type of stuff I want to talk about now. I don't want to, you know, agents of, you know, in agent school, (laughs) you know, they teach us to say, paint and recarpet the whole house right so we're going in here with you know the basics that you know this is what you got to do i want to find some specifics for 2017 that that this audience the rock star nation has not heard before so grays light gray is in beige went out with elvis <laughs> as did granite countertops <laughs> as did okay so keep going there so wh- what are we telling them today Yeah, I mean, I think granite, for whatever reason, has been popular for a really long time, and it's kind of come and died. And I think that sellers today need to be more aware of design trends in general. Um, Natural stone, even though it's not indestructible, as we all know, is making a huge comeback. And even if it's not throughout an entire kitchen or an entire bathroom, you know, details with natural stone, I think. What's, what's very natural stone? I mean, is that a type so of like a, a Carrera, a Carrera marble or a limestone or a Calcutta marble? Like there's different types of, of stone versus like a quartz or a composite countertop. Like a lot of um, people are telling um, their clients to put in the Caesar stones of the world because the stuff is basically indestructible. The problem is, is that even the fake stone versions of like a Caesar stone or a quartz countertop looks nothing like real marble. And a lot of buyers are very attracted to that kind of older look, something that feels a little bit antique, something that feels a little bit more, you know, depending on the house architecture, of course. You know, but I think that there's so like what general, color? even in very contemporary homes, you're going to see a lot more marble than you were before. What color? Whites and grays, of course. Whites and grays again. Okay. <laughs> whites and grays. So we want to go white Once and gray, again, you everything. You should really not be doing anything ever that's in like a natural wood color or like that kind of dark wood, that espresso cabinet color is mm. very 90s. Um You know, everyone today, I think, and this is pretty well known, it was very into all white kitchens, light gray kitchens. Navy kitchens are starting to make a comeback, which is super interesting. Say that again? But I wouldn't go navy kitchens. Navy, like navy the color. Yeah, navy the color. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wanted to make sure there wasn't something called navy, like U.S. Navy. Uh, So navy (laughs) kitchen. So color it, you know, then. so, So I guess that could blend well with the light gray. Yes. Okay. okay. Gray, gray is the new primary neutral. 
Podcast Nation. Boy, listen, the emails, Facebook comments, everything is blowing up with regards to episode 500. Dale Archdeacon and Sam Monreal, the premier experts on real estate leads in the world, I would say, were on, and it was a phenomenal show. They have a class on Rebus University. They have three classes that are being offered at 195 bucks each. The Certified Outbound Lead Specialist, Certified Inbound Lead Specialist, and the Certified ISA Manager course, all with a ton of videos, a ton of tests, and a ton of special downloads to help you build your outbound leads, your inbound leads, and your ISA teams. And so we are offering them for 100 people only, 100 people only, we're giving a bundle. And in that bundle, you're going to get all three and you get them all three for 495 bucks, or you can buy them separately for 195 bucks each. You know, take the shortcut, avoid all the mistakes, you know, the right way to do it from the beginning, right out of the gate, turnkey and easy, improve your lead conversion, improve your ROI, more commission dollars. I mean, just get the roadmap from proven experts. Your return on investment of 495 bucks is tenfold just from one sale, maybe 20 fold just from one sale. I mean, the cost of this course has a massive return on investment, a massive one. Look at the five star reviews on rebusuniversity.com of all of our other courses, and you'll see that uh, we don't make crap. We make courses that are phenomenal, and these are some of the best. We have a hundred percent money back guarantee, and again, it's proven experts who walk the talk, they don't just teach it, they're in the trenches every day. Now, when I did the interview with them on episode 500. They offered their emails to the world, and I'm like, dude, you do not want this. This could be a mistake. I said, let's just make this bundle. We'll make it 100 people for the bundle. We'll close it after 100, and anybody that gets the bundle will give them out your emails. So that's what we're going to do. Not only do you get the bundle, but you're going to get their private emails so you can email them questions you have as you go along or just email them and say hello. And that will be only for the first hundred people that jump on this. One way to get it, and that's just the text bundle. Text bundle, B-U-N-D-L-E to 444-999. Just text bundle to 444-999. Get the ISA manager course, the outbound lead and the inbound lead course, all in one. This one, is one of the best trust me that's bundle <laughs> that's bundle to 444-999 text the word bundle now okay so so what else is new today so that we can sell houses to millennials that in the 90s was not. Well, I don't, I don't know that there's that big of a difference between the 90s versus now. I think you just need to consider your buyers. And this is what I meant about how you can you don't necessarily need to update kitchens and bathrooms and whatever else because a millennial buyer is going to be a far more creative buyer than you've seen before. They're going to come in having a really strong idea 
of exactly what they like, what they don't like. And I think it's actually going to make developing homes, um, doing spec homes or doing kind of renovations in order to prepare for a seller a lot harder because the trends are changing. The markets are very specific in terms of what's in vogue. But even in Los Angeles, for example, where we're based, you know, I think everyone was building these modern McMansions that were all glass and concrete and steel because I think that's what they thought was in trend. And now you're seeing a huge shift where the developers are starting to build all these Cape Cod homes because all of a sudden we're seeing a swing towards traditional design. So now there's all this leftover inventory of brand new construction homes with beautiful finishes, by the way, that are all super contemporary, but there don't seem to be as many buyers for them. And it's because you're starting to see the trends shift more rapidly than they have in the past. And because the millennial buyer especially has access to so much design content and inspiration, they're constantly being influenced and their taste is changing a lot faster. So I think that's something to be aware of if you're buying, you know, if you're going to not build a spec home, obviously developers are in a different camp. They should be aware of what those trends are and, and figure out how to hedge their bets accordingly. But I think that if you are a seller in a market like this, you may you may not want to take a stab in the dark at what someone's going to want to update their home because you could spend money. And I know a lot of realtors will give people advice like, well, you don't need to renovate the entire bathroom, but you know maybe just reface the cabinets or just put on a new countertop or something simpler like that. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that that's not great advice because what you end up with is like, a bastardized version of an updated bathroom that may or may not appeal to a buyer's <laughs> taste. It's like, stop trying to put lipstick on the pig. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, <laughs> lipstick on the pig. Okay, so therein lies a question then, right? So let's say, and, and you know, here's an interesting uh, fact, right? The, the two largest, and I said the millennials are the largest generation, but it, mm-hmm. actually the baby boomers are, are like very competitive. I don't know the exact numbers, but they're the two largest today, right? The two largest yep. generations. And, and another expert in, the, in this field was telling me the other day that for the first time in history, these two generations want the same product when it comes to housing, right? They, they, both generations want smaller, right? They want the you know, ability to – they don't value space as much. They value openness versus space. They're not valuing all the different portioned off rooms. And the main thing was they're all looking for something more smaller, more in control for a sense. And and it kind of goes to what you're saying about the Cape Cod, right? I mean, most people look at a Cape Cod and be like, well, why would I want a Cape Cod? It's a little dinky thing. So my question is, why do you think it is that people are valuing, putting value into something like a Cape Cod? Or what is it about the Cape Cod or the rancher that's making it attractive? Well, the Cape Cod that I'm referencing, these are not small homes. These are 4,000 to 5,000 square foot homes that are being built all over LA. So instead of buying the $5,000 glass and steel contemporary modern-ish McMansion, I think you're starting to see a lot of those dollars um, being spent on more traditional styled homes, which is interesting. Um, And that's just an adjustment uh, to the taste of traditional is just making more of a comeback in general. But I think that the thing that matters the most to people is that, you know, formalness is kind of gone out the door. People don't particularly Mm. care for or need or think that they need a formal dining room, a formal living room, um, you know, a sitting room. They want to 
maximize their space. I don't know. I think that most people in the major markets, so for example, in especially in San Francisco and New York, you just can't afford anything that's several thousand square feet unless you're incredibly wealthy. So, you know, space becomes very precious and you just need to make sure that the space is maximized um, so that you can use as much of it as possible. But even in the larger homes, I think that you're starting to see um, kind of rooms go away that people don't use. So maybe those more formal rooms, a sitting room, a dining room, a formal living room, um, you know, introduce what we all know is so popular, the open concept, kitchen, family, dining, eat-in area, so everyone can kind of be together and be one space. Mm. Families especially love it because then kids are in eyesight. Um, While you're cooking, they can be playing. Um, It's all easy and it's all open. But what's interesting is that in the larger spaces, I think you're starting to see a new kind of interest in passion rooms or kind of uh, rooms that are for pursuing a particular hobby or an activity. So I think that people still, even millennials, very much desire to have big homes, but they don't want to have a space in their home that they're not going to put to use. Mm. So a great example would be like, instead of having a sitting room or maybe a formal living room, maybe that becomes a game room or it becomes a screening room. Like, you know, we love watching great movies, love watching, uh, you know, great content. So maybe what's more desirable to you is instead of having like a stuffy living room with no television in it, and it's not connected to a kitchen or a dining room or anything like that, where you're just going to kind of hang out more casually, maybe you, you still want that 16 by 16 square foot room, but instead you're going to put a pool table and a ping pong table and a whatever in it, or you're going to make it a screening room or, you know, a craft room. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're craft back room. To, you talk about like the boomers wanting what the millennials want. Right. Uh, you know, I would say being 31, 31 year old woman, like I have a craft room, like it's great. I don't craft much in there, but you know, it was something that like I always want. Passion room. I love, I love yeah. the term passion room. So it's, a, it's an area, it's an area that becomes yours, right? I think it's about finding a personal mm, space yeah. to celebrate your high hobby or your interest, if you have the income and space in a home to do that, that's what people are converting those spaces into. So, okay. So here's the question. So let's say you're an owner of a 1962 built uh, house and you're putting it on the market, right? And you're like, okay, you know, Laura told me lipstick on a pig is, is not the right <laughs> thing to do. Do I, knowing, right, that I'm trying to attract millennials, do I allow them to be creative and uh, just rehab it and leave my house the same? Or do I spend a significant amount of money and, and try to make it the way they might buy it? I have, you have to pick one. Which one is it? Oof. Uh, you know, obviously that depends on, you know, the market that you're in. And I mean, there's a lot of factors that financially come into the decision that you make there. Let's I say I don't say have enough money to totally rehab it. I have enough money to lipstick on a pig, to but totally, that's it. If you don't have enough money to totally rehab it, then I would do what I'm sure your real estate, you know, your, your agent would tell you, which is declutter it, get rid of all the crap in your house, the tchotchkes on the counter, the things on the side tables, like totally declutter it, get rid of the personal things. Like if you've got family photos everywhere or a weird antique thing that you've always loved that your grandmother gave you, you know, make it as clean of a space as possible. Right. And but don't paint, lipstick. clean it up, paint it and, and make it super, super clean and and leave it be because i think you're going to have more success with that than you are going to have with a 
putting some money into some renovation that in all likelihood is going to end up having to be ripped out and redone anyways. And it feels wasteful, right? Like if you are going to spend money to put in new countertops that still aren't all that great and the entire bathroom in reality needs to be gutted to bring it up to date, then it also just, it just feels like a waste on both sides. Like from a buyer's perspective, you know, they're like, well, I'm going to have to rip it out anyways, but I know I'm going to have to spend a little bit more money because they think they're going to get more money on this house because they've updated it a little bit. Yeah. And there's nothing worse for a seller than to go in and fix something or make it ready for sale and then have a buyer move in and, and a week later rip it all out or change it all. Yep. Right. And or, or not get the increase in price that you were looking for because you made these minor updates and you still had to yeah. lay out cash to make those changes. Yeah. And I think I mean, that, that's the worst possible situation, I, I, right? I, Is you, you spend the money, you make the updates and then you don't get the return on that. Yeah. And I think that, I think what's different now is money is so much more available than it was even 10, 15 years ago. And that, you know, any uh, new, new home buyer is very welcome in Lowe's or Home Depot to go in there and fill out a credit application and they'll give you, uh, you know, whatever money you need, uh, pretty much, uh, you know, providing your credit worthy and that sort of thing to, to buy stuff to renovate the house. You know, loans are, yep. uh, it's, they're easy to get. And so it's not that you, you can't think the old fashioned way like, oh, the, the, the buyer's going to be broke after they buy this house. You know, if they want the yeah, creativity, well, and a lot of people and a lot of people will work their renovation, you know, and especially if they know that they're buying something that needs to be, you know, pretty significantly rehabbed, even if it's just multiple uh, bathrooms and a kitchen, you know, you can work the cost of your renovations into your overall mortgage. So a lot of home buyers will say, okay, well, I'm going to buy this property. I'm, I think I need an extra, whatever it is, $100,000, in, in renovations. Let's say you're going to gut a house. You can actually work that into your mortgage. Mm. What's something else, right, that you see that, you know, has changed, whereas, you know, if you're going to sell your house, don't do it or do it? <laughs> Something else that has changed. Don't do it or do it. I don't, I, you know, I, I think that in general, you know, I, it all comes back to me to this. It's like if you have great taste or you're very confident in terms of what the trends are and things like that, then you can make updates, whether that's putting out new throw pillows, whether that's updating a light fixture. Maybe you work with a designer, you get some recommendations. You know, I always say that's a better way to go, um, you know, and I think that you make those changes, but the reality is, is it's getting harder and harder, once again, to predict what people are going to be interested in. It's hard to appeal to all people. So a clean canvas, I think, is always a better bet than making something that's super style specific. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, there's just, and that's what I'm sure most savvy agents would tell you, and that's why you know, in the staging world, Meredith Bear, you know, kind of is is queen or king or whatever you want to call it of staging at the higher end of the market is because they just do really, really neutral stuff. You know, I'd say some of their stuff is starting to look a little outdated now, but they've done a decent job of following most of the general trends in terms of home furnishings. And they don't do anything that's stylish enough to be exciting or or bad enough to be overwhelming to where you're like, okay, well, it looks nice. It fills out the space nicely, but it's not, it's not ugly. It doesn't offend my design sensibilities as a buyer. Right, right. I, <laughs> I love it. Neutrals, clean palette is always a better way to go than to trying to try to make your home 
stylish or on trend. Or even try to guess. Even try to guess, really, yeah. that a millennial is going to buy it or that who's going to buy it, right? A clean canvas, right? Guys, guys yes. everyone's more creative to generalize you know nowadays. You 98% of all millennials consider one of their top three, you know, top traits to be creative. Wow, so I didn't know that. Generation, you have a generation where 98% of us think we're all creative. <laughs> wow. I think it's actually I wonder why that is. impossible, but it's because my, I, my best guess, I mean, there's lots of very advanced studies, and this is definitely not my area of expertise, but being a millennial, I think we've grown up in a world where we could curate uh, our lives uh, publicly, so we can choose the images we want to post, we can... Uh, publish what we want to publish. We live in an era where you could literally at the drop of a hat become a blogger if you want to. You can build up thousands of followers. So we've lived in an era where you can, you know, consider to be a quote unquote creative or at least a curator of things in the world. You know, I choose nice shoes. I like nice restaurants. I go to the hippest, you know, coffee shops, whatever it is. That's what our generation has had access to from a very young age. And I think it influences the way we think about how creative we are. Yep. We're not really creating, but we're more cur- the generation of curators, in my opinion. I, I agree with that. Art is so much more public now than ever has been, right? Whatever, whatever your mm-hmm. definition of art is, you know, it's out there, you know, through social media and, 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 and everywhere in the world. It's so much easier to see uh, artistic things and people do artistic things and people do things that are different to get attention, which is what artists do. So the freedom exactly. is there. And so you, we need to make, we need to make uh, amends to how we do things. And uh, part of that is not putting lipstick on a pig and giving a clean, <laughs> very clean blank canvas for the artist to draw on or create on I should yep. say, and uh, and th- this has been great, Laura. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking time out to come on the show. I'm going to put all of Laura's information on hybendigital.com. Now, here's the thing. Her name is spelled not like Laura, right? Her name is spelled with an E, so it's L-E-U-R-A. That's L-E. You know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just do fine. I'm going to do hybendigital. <laughs> the most important takeaway is the name of the company, which yeah. is Laurel and Wolf. So everyone should go to laurelandwolf.com to check out all about our design services. <laughs> there you go. And, and if, you, if you're driving, you can't write that down. Just go to hybendigital.com backslash fine, F-I-N-E, hybendigital.com backslash fine. Well, Laura, thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you and listen, best of luck to you in this new endeavor. I think it's awesome and definitely disruptive and will, is going to take off majorly. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller.
Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.